0: Bailey and Harper, episode 88, The Journey Continues. Welcome back. Good Tuesday morning, Roman Harper. How are things, brother? You look good. You got the Jonathan Allen do rag look looking, or Thanks, going, man. rather, this time. Trying morning. to make sure that, you know. Was that, was that JA inspired? I mean, you're, you're both crimson Tide fellas. No, not at all. It wasn't? No, it's, it's just all selfishly making sure my way stay right. You know what I'm saying? No, it's a good look for you, but I think I've only ever, I've only ever seen you in the do rag probably. Four or five times, like you you don't pull it out very often. No, no,
1: of no, no, because my wife always like, look, bro, you're sleeping that thing. you and just wearing freaking dude rags on. you forty, looking like a Nelly video. Yeah, yeah, exactly. you're forty, dog. Plus, you're scaring all the white people in the neighborhood. You're forty, dog. That's funny.
0: That's yeah, really funny. Yeah,
1: and don't be scaring all the white folks in the neighborhood. That's funny so. as <laughs> shit. That's who he on? Oh, I love that! Um, All right, welcome to, welcome to episode, I'm sorry, 88. That one yeah, episode eighty-eight. Got me.
0: Episode eighty-eight. That was good. Um, anyway, episode eighty-eight. I got to blow your mind with this one. You ready? All right. Are you going first? Yeah, can I just throw it out yeah, there? Go. I'm like chomping. At Nick Batum, former Charlotte oh. Hornet. Nick Batum, being that this is a Charlotte-based podcast. I gotta That's throw. Not Nick, I, you were I know, throw right? You, nobody thought all,
1: that. You, you, you're totally correct. You I told you. me. You said you were going to get with me.
0: the Portland Trailblazers. Nick Batum, more number 88. Um, and yes, obviously there are far be- <laughs> better to uh, to discuss and submit. But um, I had to start with that one because it was fantastic. <laughs> obviously, who you going with, by the way? Before I steal one of yours, I don't want to jump in and like <laughs> rattle off awesome names. Who do you have over there?
1: Uh, I'm gonna go. There's only one way for me uh, I, I, when I think of 88. I think I know. Okay, and you know. Uh, it is definitely for me Michael Irvin, obviously the playmaker, uh, which I forgot that that was even who he was known as. But the playmaker, now, be, and I would be, I feel terrible for even announcing it like that because <clears throat> if Michael Irvin, who I to be believe to me is one of the greatest showmen to ever dawn upon the television, watching him, I would be remorsed if I didn't just introduce him as. Michael Irvin, <laughs> playmaker. And lick my thumbs. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. That's how great he is and to me as an entertainer when he goes to these preaching moments because the law
0: oh, God.
1: has placed it upon him to be in front of us and give us all these other things. I did not like him as a player because I was a 49ers fan. Obviously, So he was always doing so well and stuff. He's a straight ball. He's a Hall of Famer. Like, if you don't know Michael Irvin's numbers, you've been asleep for the past 30 years. And so, besides that, man, I like him even more as a TV person because, to me, I think his personality is absolutely hilarious. And um, he's just so good to me. Uh, and I really enjoy watching him and uh, all of that. So, that was my number 88. Phenomenal. Thank Phenomenal. You. I had to make sure I, I I thought about that earlier. I was like, when I was thinking, oh, we're on 88. I was thinking about this, and I was dropping after I dropped off Soul this morning. And Kyle, and I was like, dude, I got to at least announce him. You know, Michael Irvin, first number came to me.
0: I got to announce him the way Michael but we're, Irvin are we're, in the himself. We're in prime, like, lakefront real estate of the numbers, right? I mean, we're yeah. – so, like, eighty, no doubt. you, you could have gone Tony Gonzalez. Yes. You could have gone Marvin Harrison. You yes. You could have gone Lynn Swan. Yes. You could have gone Chris Carter. Mm. And those are just the Hall of Famers. I mean, you could mm-hmm. jump outside of that, and you could go to the late, great uh, Demetrius Thomas – or Demarius Thomas, pardon me. Demarius yeah. Thomas, RIP. You could go – eighty-eight. it's a really fun – I could have went um, – Greg Olson. Shout out, Greg Olson. I could yes. slip slip that one um, in.
1: Tory Holt? Four, yeah, the 49ers had a, um, a really good receiver from way back when, too. And my brother probably would have went somebody like J.J. Burden, wide receiver, Kansas City Chiefs, because he used to play with him on Techno Ball. Just so random. You can go all kinds of ways. 88's a very prime It's a great player. number, man. I, mean,
0: I even got Nick Batum in there. So, I mean, you could go Sonny Randall, Keith Jackson, Tory Holt. I said Tory Holt. Uh, Hakeem Nix. I mean, just for some interesting ones.
1: Hey, Keem Nix. Somebody probably likes him because he was really good for uh, here in North Carolina. Oh, so. very
0: yeah, very good player, very he was a good He made him
1: mine for a short amount of time in New Orleans. He was cool cat.
0: He was, he was. All right, so uh, eighty-eight. We're off and rolling. Yeah, you, you got to go home to Tuscaloosa this weekend.
1: Cal was awesome.
0: It looked awesome.
1: You know, I the third
0: week in October, third Saturday. Oh, sorry, my bad. Third Saturday. My all right. bad. I'm not but, a part of the rivalry. Yeah, so I just, just know leave it, it alone. I just yeah, know well, it. I just that's well, all. clearly you don't know it all the way. It's the third Saturday. It is a third Saturday. All right.
1: But yeah. anyways, for all those that don't, it's uh, man, dude, it's a great time to be back in Tuscaloosa, too. Uh, for that weekend, it's not cold. It's it's not hot. Um, it was warm, but it wasn't like hot. And you're so Alabama. I know, right? You're so and Alabama. It's, it's a
0: crisp 55 degrees here in Charlotte. <laughs> this man's acting like we're in the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. <laughs>
1: <laughs> dude, you know, I'm like, we better not get down cold. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, that part was really cool. But then it's also on the campus, too. It used to be a big block party weekend. Dude, some of the things that, that see the way Alabama has changed from when I was in school to what it is now, the amount of students that go there, the amount of money that's floating to that campus and on that school, from out-of-state tuition, from winning national championships, to a great football program, to people that just want to go to an SEC school. And, uh, and how they challenge everybody academically as well now. It's it's really cool. How many
0: kids from up north are y'all getting now Dude, in Alabama?
1: Tons. I, I, did you... So when I was in school, Kyle, it was probably 65-35 in-state to out-of-state.
0: Really? But even most of the out-of-state were surrounding southern states probably, right?
1: Yeah, and we had some California, some Colorado.
0: Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm, okay.
1: But a lot of times people had connections with the university. That makes sense, yeah. Now... It's sixty-five, thirty-five, or sixty, forty out of state to in-state, so that alone doubles the amount of money, like almost triples the amount of money that you're pulling in. Yeah. Okay. Then on top of that, all these kids they want to either be connected to some kind of SEC school, they want to go where football matters, yep. they want to have like a, this campus experience. Yep. And so they've improved that light years as well. But it has changed the culture over years. It has the years. changed to completely change the culture. I think parking probably still is a problem, but everybody has like, you know, they don't mind riding scooters and bike. Like it's weird. It's just different, bro, but the weekend itself is really fun just because the party atmosphere. Oh yeah. Um everybody's in town. Uh it's a rivalry game. These two schools don't really like they don't like each other. Mm-hmm. Um at least Auburn like we're the same. So the the dislike is
0: different. Yeah. Like it's also been really lopsided for a long time.
1: Which one, the Tennessee Alabama one? Yeah. Yeah, that would that's always a big I think this this whole thing's a, a streak thing though. So they've streaked like 6, 7. Yeah, when was the nothing, last time that
0: happened? The late
1: 90s? Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, I mean, you can't do that. Don't blame us because Tennessee. I'm got, not blaming yeah.
0: you. I'm just saying, I don't think we can say it's back and forth streaks. I mean, no, y'all, no, no. It's just y'all went, are on
1: like a 25 year run of domination right now. Yeah, we're kind of balling on them. And that's good. We like it that way. Um Tennessee fans do
0: not. So I get it. No, I respect don't. it. But I know a lot of them. They get salty about that stuff.
1: Hey, man. It ain't a lot. of Look, whether it's Tennessee or whoever, a lot of people ain't just beat Nick Saban right now. Let's just put put who respect is earned while we're watching while we're
0: watching all due respect to my Clemson friends while we're watching Dabo Sweeney and that program, like flounder and backslide right now, Nick's just over here making adjustments, you know, in his (laughs) mid seventies, just coaching them
1: up. No doubt. I'm not going to sit up here and pretend like, you know, it's just the players. Nick Saban is doing a great job. This staff is, I think the people, all of it's starting to gel. At the right time, when you want, as far as you want to talk about the game, um, people in Tennessee, like Tennessee, Alabama finished them off. Not only that, but the fans impacted the game as well. Home field matters in college football. Kyle, you know that. I just gave you credit about v, uh, Virginia Tech. Oh yeah, they had a whole vibe doing. What's the what's you guys' song? The Sandman. Yeah, man. um Sandman. I mean, great vibes. So I I think that's going to be
0: where you have. Well, I mean, it's a different conversation. But you know, fan bases, you know, are the lifeblood of programs. And so, as long as people are still caring and willing to show up, you can get it right, even if you've been down for a minute. Like you can, you can bounce back. It's when they stop caring and you start to lose that culture that you can't. But then, Kyle, even a a deeper part of it, my mom came. Dude, that was so cool. I saw the pictures. (laughs) She looked like she was having the time of her life. She
1: had the absolute. Day of her, like, it was so good for her. Number one, because she was by herself. She didn't have my dad. Like, so... She was the star. Yeah, and she didn't got to worry about nothing. She didn't have none of my brother's kids. She didn't have my brother. Nobody else. It was just her. So it was just like my mom getting all the love. Because it's yeah. just like, you know, oh, you Roman's mom. Oh, you Roman. Like, we clearly, we I favor her. So um it was just this whole... She felt so good. She got all the best pictures. I've never seen Paul Feinbaum smile so hard in a picture, except for the one with my mom. I saw it when I pulled, <laughs> when I pulled in this morning. Yeah, I was like, never seen Paul just cheesing hard. I was like, my, he don't even smile that hard. That's a good picture, you and Paul. Marty. You do uh, look just like your mom. I know. I, you, do. I do,
0: too. I'm the same way. I and got... So so
1: I thought that, for me, that was even better. Uh, the, the vibes are really good. There was a lot of fans that actually showed up by the end. Not as many as some other schools. Look, I'm not mad, but I I will – Alabama is not the – they don't show up as much for our show as some of the other schools. But it's also because we go there a lot more. So, um, I don't know what it is. Alabama's fans, I can admit, we're spoiled.
0: So, are are there people there – that know you live here? Like, do they ask you about Bryce Young at all because you live here? Anybody bring that up, or was it just pretty much that all Alabama? That was not Alabama? mentioned at all. Actually,
1: really? That's a good question. I don't, can't believe that didn't come up. Well, I mean, I,
0: I know that, you know, you're, most, you're already known there for being from Alabama, but, I mean, I didn't know if people drew the connection and, and had any questions about that. That's a big week here. CJ versus Bryce. Bryce versus CJ. Panthers and Texans. Yeah. In Uptown on Sunday. Um, At home. Yeah, we'll get back to it. But I just—I was wondering mm-hmm. if anybody asked you about that.
1: No, they didn't. I would love to talk about that, though, whenever you're ready. Why
0: well, don't we talk about it? Because it's a big part of my conversation. I, I ignored it mostly yesterday on my show. Because I
1: wanna, yeah, I want to know your opinion. because the, we, for the, for the Panthers were questions.
0: off this past week, right? So I got a mm-hmm. chance to come in and just go into college football. Um, Carolina. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, you know what? Buck them Panthers.
1: You know you about? Hold on. Because... I told your ass last week,
0: Kyle. I, oh, man. I'm going to hold you accountable. I stuck my neck out for them, and they ran over it. <laughs> I stuck my neck out, they ran over it, and backed the fuck up and did it again. And it was like, man, I don't even like y'all very much. And I and I thought this is the best Carolina team I've seen in like 20 years. You're playing some defense. You run the hell out of the football. I love your quarterback. But you just shit down your legs again, dude. Third straight season, they've been 17-point favorites or more. And they've lost at home to a far worse team. Florida State two years ago that started Mike Norvell's turnaround. Uh, Georgia Tech last year after they fired Collins and and Brent Key was the interim head coach. And then this year to a 1-5 Virginia team. It's crazy. Carolina just finds a way to do this.
1: And, like – it doesn't even matter about the rest of your season at this point. You're not getting the playoffs.
0: No, you, well, it matters because they also. I will say this: they haven't. No, won a, you
1: still can get to the ACC championship. And they haven't
0: won a title in like 45 years.
1: I think they should. That should be their goal. And they can do it. Just so. win the ACC championship. They can do that. The successful. Season, you know what? Maybe I harp on that this weekend, Kyle. Maybe they, just give me an idea. Okay. Harp oh. on winning
0: a conference championship? Why they? Because yeah. st- it still matters to win a. it com- Still matters. They
1: haven't done it in forty years. I'm taking a pen right now. Hold on, so I'll get you mind. one. I already dropped one. Hold right. on, I got you. Okay, thank you. Hey, this is real. This is real live podcasting right now. Because I literally you want to write that down. I want right. to write that down. Right. Right. You, are, you already got
0: your pen. All right, I do. Well, no, I mean, but that's it. Still should and think about it this way too. A year from now, or two years from now. That loss, while it's terrible, would not knock number 10 North Carolina out of playoff contention. Correct. Because we're going to a 12-team playoff. But this year, playoff's done. Like, unless Virginia wins Dull. out and they win their next six games. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Unless they win six in a row and all of a sudden they finish seven and five and that win doesn't, or loss doesn't look so bad. Yes. Which ain't going to happen. Like, they're, <laughs> like, they redshirted their better quarterback two weeks ago to pack it in for next year. Like, that's the worst part. They were already one Dude, and five. this team, this is an awful loss. Terrible, awful—the like, worst loss in program history. <laughs> UVA has been playing football as a program since 1888. Okay, that was their first top ten road win as a program. Who UVA's never won a top ten? <laughs> they've game. never knocked off a top ten team <laughs> wow, in 150 no years, 140 years of whatever it is, 135 God, you're just years giving of football. Give me more
1: ammo. Are Dude, you kidding
0: me? They've been playing football in Charlottesville, Virginia, since 1888. Like, since, the, you know, Reconstruction after the Civil War almost. And, like, they, they had never picked up a top-10 road win. And Carolina just gave them one in a year that they looked like the Heels might actually be a playoff team. Like, if that TCU team could be a playoff team last year, it was a reasonable question to ask why can't Carolina, with, you know, with what they've been doing this year. And they just gifted UVA their first top-10 road win. It was crazy. So, my man is furiously jotting down notes over there.
1: I literally – Cannot, my mind is literally blown right now. It
0: man. is mind-blowing.
1: <laughs> like, yeah. I, I So I thought about this, because I was like, this is, because Kyle, literally, I was like, man, I maybe I should start paying attention to North Carolina just a little bit more, right? Yeah. As they start to, as the, this season starts to fill out, my radar must open up to seeing these other teams, other ball games, what are these teams doing? And then all of a sudden, like, They lose to Virginia, a very bad Virginia team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, this is such a bad loss. And it's not on the road. It was at home.
0: Yeah. And that's what they do. They do this at home every year. It's not like getting knocked off on the road. They do this at home every
1: year. Yeah. This is like, like, I expected, like, if North Carolina is going to slip up, it's not going to be versus a bad ACC team. At home.
0: But that's what they've been doing.
1: And like, no, no, no. This was shocking to me, Kyle. Well, because
0: they were averaging nearly 40 points a game. Yeah. And look, they, they've hardly.
1: And, uh, to, and Kyle, I was even more shocked because you stuck your fucking neck out there for them. And I against was Against like, my
0: better judgment. I was and like. I, I
1: even tried to talk you off that ledge. I know. I tried to. I know.
0: <laughs> and the thing is, sitting here today in a one game against Florida State in the ACC championship game, North Carolina could still win that game. Of they're, course, they they're could. good enough to win. Plenty good enough to win that game. Yes, but it, this isn't about like how good they can be. This is about them finding a way to shit the bed every single year, and especially in a year like this. And I just that loss. Like if they'd lost to Miami, all right, Miami's got athletes, right? And I'm not saying Virginia's got a bunch of bums out there, you know. But but still, they lose to Miami. Okay, like they lose to Clemson, and even in a down year, you kind of yeah. get that. You lost to one in five Virginia at home as the number ten team in the country. Like, that's in your DNA. You keep doing that often enough, that's in your DNA as a program. So, like, they've never played great defense. And they're not elite defensively this year by any stretch. But they, would, they had improved to being in, like, the top 40, top 50, top 60 in most, you know, meaningful defensive categories, right? So, it's like yeah. you, they didn't need to be elite. They just needed to be better than awful, which they have been a lot of the time. Yeah. And they had been that up to this point <laughs> with an offense that was averaging nearly 40 points a game. So of course, you'd think We're they the got a top
1: chance. tier quarterback? Listen, you yeah, can't with just- I, who
0: I think is still the best quarterback prospect in the country. Um, but anyway, I mean that was absolutely wild. So think about the weekend in the, Carol- in the Carolinas here. Carolina gets upset. Duke loses Riley Leonard in the second half against Florida State, and Seminoles pull away. Um, what else? Oh, uh, Clemson loses at, uh, in, in overtime to Miami when Cade Klubnik basically just went rogue and made his own decision at the end of that game and opted not to run the play that Garrett Riley sent in. <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, South Carolina blasted by Bazoo, as you know, and, uh, Charlotte and ECU played maybe the most horrific football game I've ever seen offensively. Um, yeah. so it was kind of a rough weekend here in college football. Um, Wake one though in a pretty exciting game, so that happened. Yeah, I heard it went crazy. Like
1: in like the, some like
0: Pitt was trying so, to pick up a. critical... So I
1: got back Saturday, Kyle, because you know I work. And then when I got back Saturday, we went to some friend's house, and and uh, they are from Wake, and so they were just telling me about like this crazy game. Pitt's quarterback
0: I, and, was trying to scramble to pick up a fourth down conversion, went to slide, and started and gave his himself early. gave himself that up a yard game. early. That was the game. And then I think it was I mean, Wakes.
1: It's, it's the correct call.
0: Yeah. The call's the call.
1: Yeah. You, Why you don't go forward, I do not know. Right. All you got to do is just fall forward. Right. But when you slide. You're you already get,
0: like almost out of bounds. Yeah.
1: Just dive that way. I would have. Just thought, go down. It's easy for me to sit it's here a, and say. This I, is player. The player has to learn from this mistake. You can't blame the ref. I hate anytime anybody wants to blame refs for free games. Don't do it. it. All you do is set yourself up for comparison. Uh, yes, it may be com. It could go either way. You can't worry about that. You got to go win a game. You got to go out there and compete and beat a team. Like, I've never heard a game. Like, even in the biggest moment of the Super Bowl, when it was – what was the flag a couple years ago? The Was that the Eagles? Yes. And somebody, yes. You just can't – you just can't – you got to can't do it. Yeah. You can't come down to it. It, it. Like, you can always look back and say this play or that play. I understand that. And the player, at the end of the day, is still responsible for it.
0: Yeah. No, it was a wild weekend in college football. Yeah. It was a fun weekend in college football. I have
1: a question And the for coach you. has to tell him that. That's you true. you got to learn from it.
0: I have kind of like an out-of-left-field question for you. All me. right, let's go. So, obviously, you and Pat McAfee work for the same company. You do different things, but you work for the same company. Um, Paid totally different, too. Correct. <laughs> ain't that the truth. Everybody is, for the most part. But he's, I was reading an article yesterday, and it was him saying that he hasn't signed his college game day contract extension because he's getting pushback from fans who don't like him. And I I was oblivious to the fact – because, like, I don't – I mean, some things just I miss. But I didn't realize my guy was taking a lot of heat from fans this year. But apparently, like, there was a poll that was put out, and it was, like, basically 49 or 50% of the people polled – it was an athletic piece – said they do not like Pat McAfee on college game day. And so he addressed it head on in a tweet, and he said – Shout out to the thirty percent that do like me, and then he said basically to the forty nine percent, "I hear you. Like, I, them, some of these people don't like me, and I'm, I haven't signed my contract extension because I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet. I don't think he's going to last but a year on College Game Day. Uh, I mean, and I, I just, I was oblivious to the fact that like people didn't like him.
1: Well, I think so. I, I don't know how much people don't like him as much as this. Like, how many people watch College Game Day that are used to seeing College Game Day for what it is?" Right. And now Pat McAfee's on there, and, like, does he fit exactly what the people that whoever been watching Cos game day for whatever reason, forever, how long. Right. Like, all of a sudden, Pat McAfee, he has big personality. He has his own thing. He a different feel and vibe of what that show traditionally is with Herbie being the, the mainstay with um, – the coach oh Corso. God. Yeah. Lee Corso. Well, just, and I'll and say so, this. So and with and Des, like all those guys, like they've had this look and like this feel. Of the yes. Show that's it. For so long. I, I think you gotta, we gotta take everything in context. Because the people that enjoy Pat McAfee's show, they enjoy Pat McAfee, you know what I'm saying? It's a different – It's a, I think I like think a, he's a cool cat, bro. I
0: do too. Like, I mean, I, I, he seems like a nice guy. He's
1: funny to me. I, like, I, I will say – I don't – I, don't, I, don't, I ain't even like his best homie, but, like, he's funny to me. He's cool. Yeah, so, I mean no, – And I've been on the show a couple of times. Ha,
0: that's right, you have, haven't you? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I. every time I get a chance to tune into a show, or at least I have in the past, mm-hmm. I've enjoyed it. Like, I like the vibe. It's a different thing. Um, I'm one of those, like you said, that I grew up on the original college game day, right, mm-hmm. with Chris Fowler. And Lee Corso, right? And then Kirk, of course, Kirk Herbstreet. But like seeing him on the set was jarring.
1: Shout out to Reese Davis, too. My oh, Reese Davis crushed. Shout out to Reese, you know.
0: Has there ever been a more seamless transition, by the way, in show host from Chris <laughs> Fowler to Reese Davis? <laughs> Reese just crushed it from day one. Shout out to Reese. Uh, yeah, he Reece crushed it. But um, awesome. no, it's just it was interesting because like to me it was jarring. But it was like, okay, McAfee's been around, he's a star, he's an established presence, like he's got kind of a good Saturday morning energy. But then I started watching, and I was like, "Okay, this is different. Maybe it's just me getting older, and you know, I'm used to the original thing, and it'll get fine." But then it was really it was interesting to see that you know he's acknowledging, "Hey, there are a lot of people like the old college football guard that don't like me and don't like me on this show, and they have changed the vibe of the show a little bit." You know, they got you know some Peloton instructors bringing energy to the show now, and things like that. So I don't know. I, I know you're busy on Saturday yeah, morning too. I don't even I'm get to watch a, the
1: show. I'm talking about like, a Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm disappointed because I don't get to watch the show like. Maybe I'll go back and like, you know, but they have to try and figure that whole feel out. Like yeah. that's, that's what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: This is, by but, the way, not at all intended to yeah, criticize Pat. Like, I just, again, I was oblivious to the fact. I didn't
1: that, know it either until you just read it to me. But yeah. I mean, it's, it'll be interesting and man, look, I just said they, uh, did you, I think they released the numbers of the, how much money ESPN is making Yeah. in, and, and, uh, and they released the, the financials. Yeah. I think yeah. they
0: did for the year. It was interesting because on the one hand, I saw you know, the story is, hey, they still make a lot of money. On, oh, the other, yeah. on the other hand, projection's not great. That's why they've laid so many people off and are basically changing the business model a lot. So it was very eye-opening to see, oh, this is still a giant cash cow right now. <laughs> but they are also concerned that it's not going to stay that way, and so they're trying to pivot to other stuff. So,
1: so you say that, but is, is Disney trying to sell? You see what I'm saying? So oh, that' yeah. why they releasing the numbers to make it show. Like, hey, no, it's still...
0: Do they need to? I, and I'm, this is a point where I'm not... I as, don't know.
1: And this is why I'm asking the question. To yeah,
0: you. I don't know. Like, I, I'd have to ask somebody who knows more about this. Well, let's ask David Tepper this. This is a David <laughs> Tepper question, right? He would probably know the answer to this. But no, I'm, like, would you, would you need to make them public, though, if you're trying to sell to... I wouldn't think you'd need to make that public, though. I don't know. I, mean, I could it, be wrong about that. Does it
1: doesn't make it more attractive by doing that
0: though? Uh, maybe. I, I I wouldn't know ex- I would not know the answer to that. But it is interesting. I read that piece and it's like, okay, they make a lot of money still. But they're afraid they're gonna make less money. And so, you know, now they're trying to yeah, they're trying to get ahead of it, do something different. Disney might sell off. I don't know. But um, yeah, it was a wild piece, man. That yeah, was that yeah, was really that's interesting.
1: Right. That's very interesting though, hear about Pat, because man, you know, people don't like change. People I don't know.
0: I mean, they paid him eighty-five million dollars. They value him, yes. But it's almost like they they immediately started doing the thing that they've done with Stephen A. Smith. It seems, and that's overexpose him, right? I mean, but that's what they do when they pay you big money. They're yeah, going to yeah. use the hell out of you. Like they no expect doubt. you to be at their disposal. So that's the way the contracts work, yeah. right? Uh, we've all got a lot of us have different versions of that, but like that's that's oh, the they're ex- going
1: pay you money. You're going to have to dance a little bit. Oh yeah, because you know what I mean that's part of it. No, I was know?
0: talking to my wife this morning. I was like, I'm going to be gone this morning, that night. Yeah. I'm going to be gone here. I'm going to be gone. And she's like. Ugh, it's that time of year. yeah that's you know that's what the contract says I gotta do you
1: gotta pick it up so it's, with it's Pat part of it. they
0: they sink 85 million dollars into you they have some real expectations of you and I I think that um you know that's setting in for him but also you know you see him maybe starting to peel it back a little bit or dial it back rather and um I don't blame him I don't blame him at all different thing real quick have you seen Travis Kelsey's numbers since he started dating Taylor Swift
1: I got him on fantasy. We kind of balling right now. You
0: got him on fantasy? Yeah. Like okay, that's why I asked because balling, 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 balling. Ballin'.
1: But I'm not. I'm not gonna sit up here and give Taylor Swift all this credit, bro. I told you this the first couple weeks, Kyle. All right, it's Taylor Swift lane, football lane. Taylor Swift's coming over in that lane. I'm not gonna allow you to all of a sudden give Taylor Swift all this credit or the Swifties the credit. Me? No, I'm not. Oh, I know the numbers. Just know I know because he's been balling lately on fantasy.
0: No, this is not me. Like, look at what she's done. Hell no. This is okay. look at that man. That's a man in love trying to impress his lady. Like she he's is there and he's season. he's trying to put on for his lady in the arena. And he's doing it. Like, you know, she, she's she's <laughs> it's just
1: it is what it is. You know what, Kyle? It's undeniable. With that being said, that is beautifully said. I love this. I can get down with this. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. I can get down like, with I'm not this, giving Kyle. her the credit. Okay. I'm
1: saying, I, now this, this is Kyle. a man
0: who is inspired by his woman and is performing accordingly. That's what a, that's what a good woman will do in your life, right? That so she is doesn't get the Kyle. credit. He gets credit for using yes, that love amen. to rise to the occasion. That's what good men do, man. That's what good men do. See? I saved that. <laughs> That's what I'm talking
1: about, Kyle. I like
0: that. Clip that. We'll put that on social media. That's what I like, Kyle. Tag Travis in it. Come on. Get him and the Swifty circulating that on the internet. Go viral as shit in about 24 hours. This man is playing for his girl. That's it. That's what it is. That needs to be the story. Not, oh, look at what she's done for the arguably greatest tight end of all time. I don't think he's that, but he's top five at least. Is he the GOAT? Who? Kelsey. Kelsey.
1: GOAT of what? Tight Tight ends. ends? Yeah. Best of all time. Best of all time. Mm, I can't say that. Okay, he, he don't have the numbers for that. I'm with you. I think we talked about that a couple of weeks. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Like I he don't... can be. Like I understand. Like you can mention different names and different things, but like it's too many people that have like accomplished so many uh, things. Even that you know Kelsey. By the we'll see where they end up at because his championship rings will matter um, at yeah. the end of the day. And um, yeah, but he also played in this era, so you can't completely get caught up in numbers. But and you you can't deny Tony Gonzalez what he's done. He too, right?
0: Well, yeah, for sure. Dude. The
1: numbers numbers do count.
0: They do count. You I mean, mean,
1: that's when we we talked about that. We in did. Comes to all the we did. comparisons. Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, um, T O has to be in the conversation because he has the numbers. Um, versus oh well, shoot, okay, if we just size, I'll go Calvin Johnson. So like, you can go and take this conversation any way you want. You sure can. We've done that thousands of times. But all right, so
0: let me ask you this then. Let's go back to something we said. We put a pin in about twenty minutes ago. Has um, it been that long probably yeah um all eyes this week in the nfl at least for a minute are going to be on the game here because it's bryce young versus cj stroud number one versus number two number two's been balling number one's been okay at times pretty good at times but you know overall his team sucks so you know (laughs) i this is my whole conversation this week man going into this it's my whole conversation all damn day especially today except for when I talked to big shot, Bob. Um, But seriously, Bryce Young versus C.J. Stroud. Conclusions will be drawn on Sunday, right or wrong. People will be declaring one better than the other in some way, shape, or form on Monday. That's how this all works. That's that's sports in 2023. You can't stop it. Drives me insane, but you can't stop it. So what are we talking about? Build-up, expectations, thoughts?
1: I I think... You're correct when you say that uh, lines will be drawn and decisions will be made. Yep. Um, Anytime you go to war, there's a winner and a loser. doesn't matter about the, you know, who didn't have what weapon, you still lost. Yeah. And so I hate it just because – when Bryce's team's just not as good. They're just not in a good place, Kyle. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> they're bad.
0: And this division stinks. Yeah, and, and they're they're, not they're good. so bad.
1: And Kyle, Houston's competitive versus you know teams that are better than them, like who've been doing it for longer. Houston's they're well coached. Co- yeah, Houston's competitive. Your boy
0: D'Amico. I think it looks kind of early on like he knows what he's doing. He,
1: look D'Amico. I've known <clears throat> him since he weren't he and I were teammates. And so he's always been a super sharp dude, he's really smart, he's always understood football, he has a passion for it, he's coaching, happy for him. But at the end of the day, I mean, Carolina's not playing well. And I wanna see how they're gonna be with Frank Wright, not calling football plays. We yet to see this system or this version of Carolina. It'll be interesting to see how much differently do they look. But how many – how does – I don't understand because my only thing is this. What are we trying to be? What are, what are they doing, Kyle? I don't even know what direction this team is trying to go.
0: Well, let me back up for a second because
1: – Because we can talk about that game. But I care less about the game because I don't even know what everything else is going. So how am I supposed to know about how his team's coming off the bat? No, I got you. I, you and, know what I mean? and I
0: think again, it looks early on, and things change, man. Like we know this. It, it, there, there was a moment in time where you know, in the thir- second year of his career, Jared Goff was a future Hall of Famer and L.A. Rams legend, and now he's in Detroit. So like things change quickly in the NFL. Nobody knows that better than you. But where I think D'Amico's gone or done well for himself early, and that as you said, he knows ball. You know, he knows how to coach. He knows how to relate to the players. He's a younger guy. But, man, poaching Bobby Slowick off that 49ers staff to bring with him was a, it was one of the best decisions that so many people still Who's don't that? understand. Oh, that He's an offensive coordinator. Nobody knew who Bobby Slowick was before, unless you were a 49ers fan. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy played wide receiver at, at Michigan Tech. He was a Michigan Tech Husky. Um, like, a, a decent wide receiver at a small school most people haven't heard of. And he ends up in San Francisco by way of I don't even remember how. And he's like a defensive assistant, defensive assistant, like for some, like doing something else. And then all of a sudden, he's an offensive uh, analyst, maybe. And then like it's it's been a rapid succession of like two or three years where it's just Bobby Slowick, you know, blasted up the scene. And now he's the offensive coordinator, and he's the latest branch off the Shanahan tree. So you know he's putting C.J. Stroud and these skill players in the best positions possible. Like their offense makes sense. Their offensive line. After the first two weeks of disaster, they gave up 11 sacks and 19 hurries in the first two games, and then they went four weeks without giving up a sack, right? So you got guys running open, Tank Dell, Nico Collins, like that offense is a modern offense. When you watch them offensively, it looks like San Francisco, just in the things that they do. It looks like Miami, where, of course, Mike McDaniel's coming off that tree. So, you know, I didn't know this. Most people, I don't think, knew this early on, and it's not to excuse, you know, Carolina's bullshit, but... You just give them credit. Like they look like a well run, well coached operation. And CJ Stroud, who always had talent, talent and ability, is benefiting from that. So Carolina's got to get to that point. But how are they going to do that anytime soon? Because I will grant them that, you know, they've had, they've incurred a lot of injuries. Like they've had dudes go down. I think the Austin Corbett injury was far more substantial than, than even, um, you know, some of the smartest football fans gave it credit for. Like Austin Corbett is a great player. Super Bowl champion. And when you've got a smaller quarterback, as we talked about last week, you have to be solid in the middle on the offensive line. You have to be. Because if he's got no pocket to step up into, you know, you've either got to get the ball out immediately or, you know, you got to be running nothing but bootlegs, right? And and moving the pocket all day, right?
1: So I want to know, I wish I could watch all 22 because the ball has to spit faster for Carolina. Like Bryce can't just be back there. And Bryce holds the ball naturally, but it's really because he's trying to like find guys, right? Is that, But he also throws the ball on time as well when necessary from what I saw in, in college when he could see and know, understand what the, the coverage is or whatever concept. So I want to see what other teams are doing. Are they rotating? Are they trying to show him one thing, then play something else? That would be what I would love to see from the All-22 tape. But from what you're telling me, it's like, Houston's throwing more in rhythm. That's the only reason you cut down on sacks. When yeah. you give up 11 in two games to all of a sudden don't give up any because you're throwing the ball more in rhythm. You're probably running the ball at least decently well because then D-linemen, they're slowing down the pass rush because if you can run the ball well, and they're always worried about run, and then because you they have a it gives you more time when, you know, guys have to be ready for the run, then convert to a pass rush instead of just like I'm only playing pass right here. And I'm just gonna go get this quarterback. Like, go to the get to the spot.
0: Yeah, well, you know Robert Woods, a wide receiver, been in yes. the league for 11 years. Um, you know, this is a guy who's into his 30s, and obviously, dudes play longer now. But you yeah, know, but he's, he's been in different <clears throat> systems, so he knows he knows stuff. And he, and he, he I was reading what he had to say about Bobby Slowick's offense, and he was raving about him. He was like, "This is re energized me. It's rejuvenated my career." Um, he was like, "You know, we're challenging every spot, every inch on the field. You know, we're doing things that are more innovative than I've ever done." And you know he's been around a while. Like he's seen some things. He yeah. played in LA, and so like he's played under good coaches for sure. And he's raving about the things that Bobby Slowick's doing offensively. And I mean, obviously, you wouldn't expect players to shit on their coaches, you know, publicly. Yeah, but, but
1: that's a big get though. Uh, things like that would, if you're saying like Houston, Houston's playing better, and like it's yeah. a big get for D'Amico to get this guy on his staff. So. Yeah. Um. Shout out to both of them. Um. I didn't even know it is. so I just learned something new. So uh, yeah, I'll I, do some research. I think you can count myself. yourself
0: among a lot of people who didn't have a clue who that guy was. And now all of
1: our listeners do. As and well. now all of our listeners do, too. So uh, that's really cool. I, I, So are you picking Houston to win?
0: Uh, How could I not? Carolina <laughs> hasn't won a game yet. <laughs> what, what choice do i have <laughs> am i gonna pick the 0-6 team to win no i'm not
1: <laughs> you're not picking them to get off the snide on this N- one
0: picking them no hoping sure fingers crossed give me something good to talk about it's been a while but, um but yeah i mean but Kyle,
1: so i'm like right, so i don't even want to get too caught up in that part of it i want to go to the next part as well as because i want to before we pick it or i make you like talk about it who would you pick um Are they trying to cherry like Jeremy Chen? Are they trying to – are people like trading – people on the trading blocks? Like how is all this information even out there? How is this even like – why are you even dealing with this in the middle of a season and then expecting me to go be a straight professional and then go play well as well? This is a lot of stuff going on. And the fact that these things and conversations are getting out and being talked about in the media would be so annoying to me if I was a
0: player. But has it always been this way? No, has well, not. Oh, you know what? You're right. Let me put that a different way. <laughs> no, it is let me, let me put that a different way. Reporting about contracts and players, you know, going and coming like that—that's always been around. But you are absolutely correct in the fact that tradition, like you and I, didn't grow up with the with an active NFL trade deadline. You know what I mean? Like this just started a handful of years ago. Like when you and I were growing up watching the league, nobody made, no, like we weren't looking forward to the NFL trade deadline because nobody traded anybody at the deadline, <laughs> right? You you might go get a you know backup yeah. holder or you know you might go get a backup kick returner or something, but nobody there weren't blockbuster trades. There wasn't a ton of activity every year. There was some, but you know it's really ratcheted up the last several years. So I get what you're saying actually because NFL players traditionally have not really had to deal with this as much, but it's certainly changed now. Uh, the chin thing though, like he's hurt. I don't know – and maybe he's back earlier than they expected originally, but he was out six weeks, which would put it like four weeks past the trade deadline. So, who's giving him – who's trading for him?
1: Yeah, well, it's not even so much like who's trading for who. I just don't like it that if it's – it's just so different, I guess. Like, especially if, you know, just the people raved about this young man um, before whatever, and I haven't watched him close enough. He played
0: 26 snaps the last game. Yeah. For 28 or 26. Like his snaps have gone down gradually for a while now. He's become a specialist. He's become a situational player, and they haven't figured out a way to use him. Uh, There are a lot of folks that have been screaming for years that, you know, he's a linebacker. Like, put him in, he's good in the box. He hits hard. He's physical, um, but he's not elite in coverage. And so people, a lot of folks have wanted him to stay near the line of scrimmage, utilize his skill set the best. And I think you've seen them try that, but. Maybe some other team are, is the place where he'll turn into a superstar. God knows that's been the trend lately. When a, a, team leaves, a player leaves Carolina, they become elite. I mean, for God's sake, Christian McCaffrey became the first player to score a touchdown in 16 straight games in the NFL last night. I mean, how much more of this do Carolina fans have to endure before they start to win games around here? Uh, it's insane. But that's why, again, I'm completely like, can we stop talking about trading Brian Burns, please? Like, can we just stop talking about trading players out of here?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
0: Even the Brian Burns thing. I'm like... If somebody tells me that Derek Brown should be an option again, like, I'm going to lose my mind. That dude is a monster. And he's playing like 85% of the snaps because they don't have any quality depth. Well, not only that,
1: but... Kyle,
0: like, I like
1: it that some of these players... Look, I I think a big thing is that none of these players have won here in a big-time way that are all supposedly leaders on this team. My other issue is that... For those that, like, have been here, that you did draft, that you you invested capital in, like, man, you got to find somewhere to build something, you know, with some real pieces and be able to keep them and let a locker room build and develop and try and create some kind of winning culture. Like, you got to give that time. Or, like, you're just going to continue to spin your wheels and spin your wheels and spin your wheels and not go anywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. it's just different feel. I, and this starts all the way up at the top. So they got to get it – they got to start getting these things right at the top to be able to then trickle it down. So then at, even at the bottom where we're out there on the field, that you're able to have this sense of, all right, belief in ourselves, heading in the right direction, like things are all going. Because if, if it's always changing or the thought of some change all the time, like you can't be changing all the time at the bottom, like in – and the players sense that too. So, well, yeah, they they hear it
0: well, because you hear a lot about winning culture, but nobody wants to talk about a losing culture because that's a nice that's a professional way of calling someone a loser. Yeah, like that's what that is. And so, you know, people will talk about it. Don't get me wrong, but we don't hear as much about it. You know, winning culture breeds more winning. Well, losing cultures breed more losing, and that's what they've bred around here for the past handful of years. Yeah. I'm not saying nobody they haven't tried hard. I'm not saying that the players don't work hard or that the coaches don't care. I'm not saying that. But when all you've done for the most part is lose. That is the literal definition of creating a losing culture. And something's got to happen, you know, some big thing, some players, some something's got to happen to start turning that thing around. And could that be this weekend against Houston? That would be awesome. That that would be – I would love – to talk about something other than another loss, like even if it's only like one of two wins on, the, give me this one, all right? Give me, this, <laughs> give me this one against C.J. Stroud. You know, here in Charlotte, so we can at least have an interesting conversation aside from the the doom and gloom from some of these people. Man,
1: it'd be so intriguing. I, I it's going to be interesting, Kyle. And they're coming off a bye week.
0: Did Houston play this week? Uh, yes. Let me double check. Uh, I, I, I think, so. dude, I was dealing with kids this weekend. So I was focused on the local stuff and a lot of college football. Hold on, just one second. Um, me too. I was definitely focused on college football. It was a great college football
1: weekend. Are you kidding me, Kyle? My son and I—that was the first time I've actually like me and my son were like rooting hard for the same team. Me and Rome were going. No, they hard. were off. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. So both teams off. That's great. And I,
0: I think that you know that was deliberate. I mean, I that's yeah, it's awesome. You got you got. Two- I also because of that, I also think
1: uh, Carolina has. Uh, I'm not gonna say it. You know what? Maybe I will say it, so then it could be a jinx. <laughs> yeah. But, but Carolina has no chance because both teams are on the bye. There's no <laughs> advantage. <laughs> Carolina has no chance.
0: No. Well, it felt it felt like they haven't they haven't at all for the last several weeks. Um.
1: <laughs> but Kyle, my me? son and I rooting for that Alabama game. So I got back from by. So I didn't watch the game. Of course, you know I traveled back. So I'm coming back. My mom took me um, to the airport, so it was really nice to hang out with my mom. I I get there. uh, I'm flying back. And, all right, I look up, take off. One of our guys watching the game, I'm taking a nap. I'm tired. So they told me it was like 13 to nothing. And then all of a sudden Alabama scored. I was like, okay, 13 to 7. I was like, okay, whatever. Then I'm getting off the plane, and then it's like a fourth and one. I'm like, okay, what happened? And then I saw Alabama stop them. I'm like, okay, Alabama's about to go to – we're going to be good now. So then I go get in my car, I drive home. It's like I look at my phone as I'm driving just to check the score. 20 to 7. I'm 20 like, to seven. like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> What's Bama doing? So I got to go get Rome. He was here uh, with her sitter and um, got him. Then we come in, we're going to watch the game together. Dude, and all of a sudden that second half hit – and when, when Alabama took that lead, man, Roman was like, let's go. <laughs> He's beating his chest. We're yelling. We're celebrating and stuff together. It was one of the most fun times I think I've ever had watching ball with my son. It was, uh, And that is what college sports oh, does yeah. for yes. family and people. I definitely think my son is going to be an Alabama fan now. Um, I definitely think he's gonna. Like he had.
0: What, what else was he gonna be? Come on.
1: I don't know. He wear. He he likes this North Carolina um, hoodie too. Does he really? No, uh, he loves it, this. This is his favorite hoodie. He always talks about it, this North Carolina hoodie. Some one, some family people gave him one a couple years ago, and this is like the only. It was like his first. He like loves it. Yeah. He wore it today. I'm like, dude, he barely fits you anymore. He Still puts it on. So, um. But yeah, but it was like. Man, let's go. That's it was awesome. great college. What? I like college football. I love college football. It does something. I think it does more than NFL for me, for sure. It's not even close. College yeah. football to me is I, I always It's a difference. A I've, 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 as a Especially somebody in an SEC guy, well, as
0: somebody up. in the pro market, you know, talking Carolina Panthers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlotte Hornets, NFL, NBA, all the time. You know, I've I've said openly, and I've always been this way. I love both Saturday and Sunday football, but for very different reasons. And I'm glad I don't have to choose. But if you made me pick one, I could only watch football on one day of the week, Saturday. It's more fun for me. Yeah. Because like I, the guys on Sunday, unbelievable skill, right? They're the best in the world to do it. And I you deeply appreciate that as a sports fan, or at least most of us do. But I'm, Saturdays are just the most fun you could ever possibly have. And so... I, I like it and you're right about that. That it creates a bond that's just different, man. I know people in like big northeastern rust belt cities and you know some places I I know they love their teams. And care a lot of Carolina Panthers fans that are die hard fans. And, and you know it's it's great for me to you know be able to be a part of that conversation and obviously I'm I'm a fan. Um but Saturdays are just different. And I I, I grew up in a college football environment. Literally, you know 10 minutes from what some people at least consider to be, you know, one of the best entrances and best atmospheres in college football. Yeah. That was 10 minutes from my front door, right? So I watched the town fill up every every other Saturday, you know, with 70,000 people just coming in for the game, right? People coming in that we didn't even go to the stadium, like, you know, just people watching in the parking lot. So, like, I watched that my entire life. So, yeah, of course I'm picking Saturdays. But, you know, I get it. If you grew up in the middle of a big city and, you know, the, the highlight of your week was going to a Patriots game or going to a Steelers game, I get it. I get it. I think it's just about environment for a lot of people. But you can absolutely love both just for different reasons. I have to bring this up, and I'm sorry to pivot so hard, but I just saw something that nearly made me spit my coffee out. I was looking at headlines on, on, on Google News. Uh-huh. First of all, I forgot that Paris Hilton was even in the public eye. But the first story I looked down and saw just now is that Paris Hilton slams users and calls it unacceptable to criticize her son's big head. She has a baby sitting on her lap that has a massive dome, like a big old head yeah, on a yeah, baby. Yeah. And the headline is that Paris Hilton is very upset about the people who, in, in her comments section, on her social media.
1: Why you put that out there?
0: Well, first of all, you put your baby on your social media. Is that her baby? Apparently so. And that baby clearly has a giant, as a big domed man myself, I spot a big head pretty quickly. Hold on, is this picture up right now? Oh, I'm gonna show it to you right <laughs> now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you come over here and take it. This baby has a massive noggin. Look at that thing, right? i mean it looks like it's been inflated with helium it's so big but here's the thing it's a baby it's still funny and cute there's a lot of babies out there that don't look like gerber babies and we can still appreciate them for being uniquely cute why'd you put your baby's head on social media if you didn't want people to laugh at the sides of your baby's head that's a funny head it's a big head i have a big head um i don't
1: know i know it's so I'm, random there's so i just got to kick out well,
0: but people I, are so mean in comment sections
1: yeah, that they would never say in their real life. you got to understand that. She's been in the public eye long enough I to know that. I made the mistake.
0: Me and Smitty did, did she that she really pod-
1: thought people not going to make fun of your baby? Right. If it's, if it's out there, it's free. Like I think it's free game. Did think, think that game. people
0: were just all going to be nice because it's a baby? Because I promise you, I've seen comment sections. There are awful people in the world. <laughs> yeah. I'm Me like- and Smitty did his podcast, and I made the mistake of just looking at a couple of comments, like scrolling down when I was checking... Some guy was like, Hey, well, you got a face for radio, Kyle. I'm like, God damn, man. Like, I mean, did you... Did you sure, fine. I mean, I, I don't think I'm Brad Pitt, but like, we're talking foot... Did you come here for the football or are you sizing me up to try to date me? Like, what are we doing here? Dude, the, it's all free game. Is all I'm but saying. But that's the thing. We yes. put it on the internet. It's free game. So I just... I knew there'd be somebody. But yeah, I mean, she's... Free a, game. Why, why, Don't laugh at my baby's big head. Well, don't put your baby on the internet. How yeah. about that? I, I know people... Plus, I forgot I, she I was a I know, I know,
1: I know women that understand that part of it enough to where <laughs> they probably cut their feet out of pictures because the moment they're in pictures, somebody's gonna be in the comment section saying something. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Oh yeah. <laughs> so Paris Hilton should know. Just because you put a baby in the picture, don't put a baby. Do, on the doesn't mean the baby's not gonna be, to be free game.
0: You're you're a celebrity. You're you're a yes. very famous person.
1: And then be offended when like. Or, I mean, you- the baby's head is – it her her face, so her jawline is very skinny, and then it goes up to the larger part of where their cranium is. Yes. And the cranium is wider than the – Some babies part. are
0: disproportionate, but, yeah. like, after a couple of years, they fill out just fine. Yeah. Don't put it on the internet. I agree. I'm, I'm just – Looks I like a girl too, right? So hopefully let her hair grow out, and then you won't be able to notice it. Also, again, com- didn't forgot she was in the public eye. When's the last time you heard about Paris Hilton in the news? I don't know. So, I'm saying, but like 20, 15, 20 years ago when you and I were younger men, oh, she was uh, every you day. couldn't get away from Paris Hilton. thousand percent. You could not get away from Paris Hilton. She had a network TV show. She was on every morning show. She was on the radio. She was on all the magazines. Yeah, you couldn't get away from Paris Hilton 20 years ago. I think I sound like an old man talking like this. I think, yeah. I, I, think I sound like an old man right now.
1: I, I think you, uh, you're uh you close to that, but you know, well, Kyle, oh, man. I, I don't think so, though. I you just, don't? No. Okay. I mean... You're good, bro. (laughs) You're good. You have a right to complain if something caught you off guard. And let's be honest, uh, yeah, mm, you're not wrong. Where are you off to this week? Uh, we're going to Jacksonville for the Florida Georgia game uh, or Georgia Florida game, however you want to look at it. Do they have Florida I think, Georgia I think,
0: Line perform there every year? I hope not. Right.
1: I mean, if they do, I don't know. <laughs> I also heard Florida Georgia
0: guys are there now.
1: <laughs> I, only thing I know about Florida Georgia Line besides the name of them is that they're uh, bro country. Yeah. Is that bro? I mean, uh, bro country music. It's the broiest of bro country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I. That's what. As I've tried to learn this definition, because I, you know, I work with a couple of people now that are into um, country music. Not all, but some. Yeah. And they, they're, because they, they use that term. I was like, what the hell does that mean? And so the eventually, as I've got to be around it, I kind of learned. Yeah. What it sounds like a little bit, and I always just ask, hey, is this bro country? They're like, yup, this yep. Yep. This is bro country. Red cups on the Saturday, Saturday <laughs> night. <laughs> on the back of the truck and listen, with like, my girl with the short shorts oh, and the long hair you know what good for them if you want
0: to <laughs> listen to that go there was a day in time where dude, I was, did that sound kind of broke country it was pretty good dude, okay. I'm not, gonna lie. <laughs> like, not like if you could you could probably <laughs> slide right in for one of them and nobody would even notice it was actually that good <laughs> but like there was a day in time where i'd like i'd kind of mock them and laugh at him a little bit because yeah. like i, I don't I'm not a big broke country guy but now i'm just like you know what if that's your cup of tea, go enjoy it. I don't, it's I, I it's don't really there, no. care. It's out there. It's but it's I, I have seen Florida Georgia Line in concert. Uh-huh. Um, underwhelming. We'll go with that. Okay. Not, it, was, it was not the music. Ca- like in, You know how you can produce something enough to make it sound aight, right? But then if you catch them live, you get the real truth. <laughs> <laughs> and the real truth is not great. It's not great. <laughs> not a lot. It's not great. I didn't expect much, and they still came in way under the target. It was it was not real. Didn't enjoy myself. I'll put it that way. I was at Dirks Bentley's Miles for Music concert in Nashville at the outdoor amphitheater. I do know Dirks Bentley.
1: He sings a song that I like. He probably does. It's um, I'm getting drunk on a
0: play. yeah 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 that guy.
1: Yeah, I was wasted at Country Music Festival. So he
0: does a great thing. I'll give him credit. He has. I don't know if he still does it or not. But I took my wife out there. She'd never been to Nashville. We'd been dating for like less than a year. And for her birthday, I got her tickets to his Miles for Music concert. And it was like four acts. It was like him and, and Florida Georgia Line, and I think Rhett something. And I forget who I was there. It was like, but it was like four headlining acts in one place and it was also to raise money for the vanderbilt children's hospital mm-hmm. right so it was a motorcycle ride and uh they all rode their motorcycle like it was probably a 100 of them all rode their harleys into the outdoor amphitheater and then they took the stage and they would auction off shit on, on stage during the concert it was cool and and he raises a lot of money for a good cause it was great um but yeah they were there it was not awesome conversely though i will i'll get before we get out of here i gotta always give credit to the guy who blew my mind live Because I have low expectations when I see people live. Like I've heard enough bad live performers where it's just like (laughs) you find out quick who's a fraud and who's not. Darius Rucker, I saw him at the House of Blues in Myrtle Beach, drunk off my ass, surrounded by just hundreds of 40-year-old divorcees. I mean, it was like 80-20 in there, 40-year-old women, you know, being the dominant. But, I mean, he just crushed it. And he is so good live. That guy can play. He can sing. Darius Rucker is a legend, man, an absolute legend. So he well, exceeded expectations. They love
1: him at South Carolina. So
0: well, he's he's awesome. That guy rules.
1: I'm not, I, Look, man, I I just knew him as Hootie and the Blowfish, and I thought they were good. <laughs> he's the only. I mean, well, I saw he's, him. He's continued to blow up because he was great.
0: I saw him with Hootie in London, um, and they were amazing. He played some of his his original stuff too. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's. A lot of fun, yeah. Anyway. I want to keep going with this conversation, but I gotta to go to work. I got right, big man, sh- I got big here, shot. I need Bob to do I up. gotta
1: make sure I like get laundry and shit done in my house. Yeah, I got
0: I got big shot Bobert Ori coming up on the show today. So I, I gotta go. seven time NBA champion. Tell
1: him Roman Harper is his biggest fan. Should I? I he, uh, yeah, in that I
0: went to his
1: out his basketball camp at Alabama State when I was a young dude. And I was just like, I was so happy. I still have that picture in my room.
0: No kidding. Man, I'm gonna bring that up today. Yeah, man. I'm going to give him a heads up. We're going to...